Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Why don't you figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show, Valerie? Hi. Welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 10, Trisha Tanaka is Dead, for reals this time. We're actually doing it. Um, first off, I think we should... Uh, congratulate both ourselves and the listeners for making it past uh, last week's episode. I, I, mostly <laughs> ourselves, frankly. I yeah. mean, you, guys, you didn't have to listen to it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Emma, how are you feeling on the, this episode? I like this episode. I thought it was fun. I thought that it was kind of one of those situations where what was going on in the flashbacks, I actually had substance for what was going on on the island, yeah. um, which doesn't always happen. So uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. It, I mean, it's not a perfect episode, but it's it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I, I would say in the same sense that, I mean, uh, we, we can talk about it. I think it's insane, but a lot of people didn't like this one because after last week and then this week, that there hasn't been any like new big mythology stuff happening i mean i don't even really know what that means because it feels Mm -hmm. like yeah it feels like the show is so much more about the characters than it is about like the mysteries or whatever that when we get an episode that is basically just focused on uh the character right this Mm -hmm. is pretty much just an episode about hurley yeah more than it is um i mean a little bit of stuff happens outside of that but yeah i i think overall this is just a good episode of tv like this is just this is another one kind of like the uh, flashes before your eyes where you could watch this one without having watched the show before and still, you know, still get it pretty well. Like, yeah. there wouldn't be much about this. There Maybe the stuff with Desmond, I guess, would be not immediately obvious, but they still kind of <laughs> recap that in the episode, too. But, um, uh, all right, well, let's, um, let's get into it. This episode was, came out February 28th, 2007. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Eric Lanouvi. Uh, we've seen all of them before. So one interesting thing about this episode is that Garcia, or Jorge Garcia, excuse me, uh, submitted mm-hmm. it for consideration for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for the Emmy Awards, mm-hmm. um, which put me down kind of a rabbit hole of looking through what the emmy awards were like that year um he mm-hmm. ultimately didn't get a nomination but two people from lost did um michael emerson uh oh he was nominated um and then also terry o'quinn who actually won that year so he won an emmy for outstanding supporting actor in a drama series which i thought was yeah. really interesting um which is insane because <laughs> They were up against Michael Imperioli for The Sopranos. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So I'm, I mean, no shade to Locke. He's he's one of my faves, but I'm just a little surprised that Christopher Christopher yeah. didn't get it. Yes. Well, also the idea. I mean, I would say Ben and Hurley are much more 
supporting characters than Locke is. Yeah. Locke feels like a, a starring character. For sure. Even if he isn't in as much, I guess, maybe, I mean, at that point, you could really say anybody's a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, tough to beat. Let's see, this is 2000, so this would have been one of his last seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Imperioli, yeah. this would have been coming up on the end of the show. Yeah. Um, and he was killing it at that point, so yeah, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, I had found a list of all of the submissions for the Emmy Awards. Deadwood got mm-hmm. snubbed. They got really? so snubbed. Yeah, they put in a ton of submissions, and I don't think that they were nominated for like any of the big ones. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like Deadwood is not talked about. Um, well, it's tough because it had it got canceled, um, or the showrunner decided not to keep doing it or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being. So whatever you call that. So like, uh, it kind of ends on a not super satisfying note. Like it doesn't have like a real like TV show resolution the way stuff like the Sopranos and that kind of stuff is. But I, I still feel like Deadwood is not talked enough about yeah. in like the, the pantheon of, uh, TV shows. For sure. Cause it, it really is great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, but just thought um, that that was interesting. Wanted to note yeah. that about Jorge Garcia, that this was the episode that he... Uh, I mean, he gives a great for. performance in this one. Yeah, I think he's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's awesome in it. Um, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll dive in. We start with a flashback, and mm-hmm. uh, it opens up on a stereo where Sham- Shambhala... By three dog night, Shambhala by three dog night is playing. Um, This song is about a mythical kingdom hidden from the world in Central Asia, and Shambhala Mm -hmm. is mentioned in kind of ancient texts. It is kind of a a real thing that gets mentioned in in history. which I thought was interesting. The original location of it was a temple in Peru, which is also known mm. as the White Lodge. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, right away. Little, little, yeah, little Twin Peaks. There. Little Twin Peaks. Um, yeah. We uh, see a young boy, a young Hugo, a young Hurley, who is bringing rusty tools to a Camaro that's on cinder blocks in the front lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is looking under the hood when his dad walks up, who is played by Cheech Marin, um, wearing a horrible wig. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do we think that they tried to upcycle Jacks? Maybe I mean, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he walks up and tells him to try and fire it up, and he gives him the keys to try the engine. Um, Hurley says, tells them that what they're doing is stupid because the car needs a new carburetor. And his dad tells them that it's not stupid to have hope and that you have to make your own luck. So they get out of the car, um, and it it didn't start, unfortunately, but they get out of the car and Hurley asks him what he wants to fix today. But his dad says that he has to go to Vegas for work. And he's disappointed because they were going to go on a road trip to the Grand Canyon. Um, And his dad tells him that the Grand Canyon will be there when he gets back and gives them a candy bar. 
Uh, Hugo says that he's not supposed to have candy, and his dad says to live a little and just eat it, which I guess this is implying that this is the reason Curly yeah. is over, which this is the only part of the episode where I'm like, that sucks. Well, one of the only parts. Um. Uh, I, I mean, I always hate this stuff in like movies and TV shows where it's like, they gotta like find a reason that somebody's uh uh like depressed or has some sort of like mental issue or whatever mm-hmm. where it's like you know it doesn't just happen like not everybody has like a thing in their backstory that led to this uh also i feel like the show had um at this up till this point been pretty heavily implying that uh hurley had been like overeating because of his own like hatred of himself right. like that's what like with the whole like the deck collapsing and him feeling like he was responsible for it mm-hmm. and Dave and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, this is definitely a little bit of a retcon and like, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't just uh, gain a bunch of weight because just because like your dad left and gave you a candy bar. That's yeah. just silly. Uh, but it, I mean, that's always how it is. Uh, same thing where it's like nobody on TV is just like schizophrenic. Like they had to have like had like some like, childhood trauma happened to them yeah. or something like that like uh it's just always crazy to me mm-hmm. yeah oh one thing i will say about that flashback too um i have a lot of sound stuff in this episode that i actually do like that i'm gonna talk about later but i the something about the like weird effects that they do to make it seem like shambhala is playing on the radio mm-hmm. it doesn't really sound like it's playing on the radio and it just sounds very odd it feels like uh um, it feels like something I could do. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it feels like it was maybe just like a really last minute decision. I don't know. Right. I, I guess it probably was, right? Because all of that stuff, it's not like there's any like dance stuff uh, to it or something like something where somebody's singing it. So mm-hmm. it probably was just they picked the song later and uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, well, uh, back uh, on the island, Hurley is uh explaining everything that's happened recently with him getting captured and all that to Libby at her grave uh, a thing that again I think is only a TV thing like have you ever uh, given like a monologue to somebody's grave before Emma I have not yeah I mean I never say never like I might you know yeah future. you might I mean sure it's just it's one of those things where it's like if I want to go to the cemetery it's kind of like a trip but if i just want to have like an imaginary conversation with someone that i miss being gone uh, i could just do that in my room yeah there's no reason (laughs) they're not they're not actually more likely to hear you Mm -hmm. at the cemetery um but i I will say this is it is a good performance from jorge garcia like i can see why he would have wanted to nominate this episode for an emmy because it kind of he does everything in this like he has like his sad hurley and uh you know fun hurley and annoyed like he just goes through all of the the stuff that they use him on the show for Mm -hmm. kind of in one episode Mm -hmm. hurley goes to charlie to ask why he's been so mopey um and charlie tells him about uh desmond's flashes and hurley actually believes him but he says it's because that he's cursed uh and he says something along the lines of like yeah death follows me dude and then out of the jungle comes Vincent, I think for the first time this season. Yeah, um, I was surprised that they weren't like, oh my god, Vincent, where did you come yeah, from? You know, yeah, like, that's how I felt. I guess Vincent's just been chilling in the camp. We just haven't been, just out of frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes out of the jungle holding a decaying arm 
in his mouth, a skeletal arm, and in the caught in the fingers of the 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 arm is a rabbit foot keychain. Uh, Hurley chases him through the jungle, gets the keys, and then finds out where Vincent got it, which is a big uh, VW bus, which is overturned in the jungle. Um, which is, uh, um, I, I think that this is fun. Again, like people, uh, people want like more uh, mythology or whatever about this. This feels like something where it's like in another episode they'd have to be trudging along in the jungle to find the others, and they would just like see this van here, mm-hmm. and then they'd have to they'd come back to it in like six episodes mm-hmm. or whatever, because um, somebody needs a spark plug for something or who knows. But um, this is kind of I, I like that they're like you know what, we're gonna have like. Somebody find one of these weird things that we have laying around the island and, like, actually take the time to, like, do something with it, like, right away. Um, I mean, what else are they going like to do? Them. I like it, too. Yeah. They've got nothing but time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, in the second flashback, it opens up on Mr. Cluck's chicken shack. Uh, mm-hmm. where Hurley is being interviewed by the local news. Um, it's mm-hmm. post-lottery, so he's won everything, and he bought the Mr. Klutz. Um, he's been... He's being interviewed at... He's being interviewed by Trisha Takanaka. Oh, my God. He's mm-hmm. being interviewed by Trisha Tanaka. Um, mm-hmm. So we know who Trisha is now, I guess. Yeah. Or we get yeah, to meet her for a little bit. Um, yes. Uh, I'm sure she'll show up again. There's yeah. no way a rich character like Trisha Tanaka doesn't make a return somewhere down the line. Oh, of course. Um, also being interviewed is none other than Randy. So we get to see Randy mm-hmm. again, um, mm-hmm. who is still at the chicken shack and is now Hurley's employee. Um, mm-hmm. Trisha asks. We do find out also his last name is Nations. Which yeah. I think is funny. So uh, I guess if we're fans of uh, Randy, we would be the Randy Nation, right? Like, yeah. So I, I would say everyone on this podcast is a member of the Randy Nation. Of the Randy Nation. Oh, that's actually tough to say. Um. Anyways, it sounds like a wrestler. It sounds like yeah. that's his stage name somehow. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Trisha asked him. Asked Hurley what he's been up to since he's had a string of good luck and Hurley corrects her and says, well, actually he's had bad luck. So Mm -hmm. he goes on to talk about how his uncle Tito died, uh, his mom's house burned down. um, Yeah. His friend ran away with his girlfriend, Starla, which I didn't see that coming. Um, Yeah. I mean, also just the fact that she was a girlfriend, which means that after everybody found out about him getting the money, they started dating and then his friend, uh johnny uh like i guess cheated on they cheated on hurley together yeah. I, I mean it's a very uh um it would have been interesting to see that at some point too to be honest yeah yeah maybe we'll see it in a future episode yeah um trisha yells cut and asks him what the hell he thinks he's doing uh which is fair and he mm-hmm. she was a little mean about it but i i get why she was annoyed well, um, to be fair, Hurley is uh, the worst news interview of all time. Yeah. So he's, he's not, not giving her anything. No, he's not doing the best job. Um, he apologizes and asks, and Trisha asks if she can go inside and shoot some B-roll. 
uh, Hurley asks if they should be doing that because they haven't cut the ribbon yet and he is superstitious, but Randy lets them go inside and (laughs) (laughs) not barely a minute later, a meteor comes out of the sky and hits the chicken Mm -hmm. shack and everything explodes in really realistic CGI. It's like all yeah, of their budget. It looks like it really happened. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that is... Uh, to me, it's very funny because... Like, the whole premise of Hurley to start with was that... Um, he won the lottery, right? But he, he was cursed because his plane went down. And then they added... Um, like, the stuff about, like, the numbers uh, uh, with Leonard and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, nobody knew who he was, right? Like, they made jokes about how, like, oh, he owes Walt, like, you know, $250,000 or whatever from playing um, Batgammon together. Or, uh, you know, whatever it is. And uh, Charlie doesn't believe him. But if in real life a um, a meteor had, like, destroyed... A KFC. Yeah. Everybody on the planet would know about it. Yes. Uh, it would. The interview would have been the most viral thing of all time. The guy talks about how he's cursed right before a meteor. Mm-hmm. I guess the footage was probably destroyed actually when the cameraman died. So maybe that's it. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't buy this at all. If if this had, uh, if this had happened in real life, everyone would know Hurley's face. He'd be the the Mister Clucks meteor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There'd be tons of memes about it. That's 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It was a different time. Different time. <laughs> um, on the beach, Sun is talking to Jin in English uh, to get him more used to the language. Uh, uh, Hurley runs into camp yelling about the car, but um, nobody really cares about it once he explains that he found a, an old bus in the woods. Um, I will say this is interested in me. I mean, this is really the first time we've gotten anything substantial from Sun and Jin since episode two, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a minute since they've even been in it. And Jin's in this episode. Sun kind of is, but not really. Um, she's she's not really doing much in this episode. And uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I don't know. I mean, they're really, it feels like them splitting the group where they put, like, the bigger, like, more main character people's all on one side kind of made them neglect a lot of these smaller characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even remember. Have we seen Rose and Bernard this season yet? I don't think so. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. Like, not even in the background. No, no. Which, I mean, they never... They typically aren't in the background ever. Like, Sun, I think, has been in the background for a few shots of Mm -hmm. other stuff that's happened so far this season. Or, and also, I think, wasn't she with Claire in one episode? Well, whatever. But, um... Uh, uh, Rose and Bernard typically never show up unless it's their actual episode um, or <clears throat> they're in the scene like they're never just standing around in the back mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's it's a bummer they've really been deprioritized yeah also aren't they like kind of tense with each other or do we just forget all of that stuff on the like yacht happened and... Yeah, it really doesn't seem like it's affected much. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. Well, because also, I mean, this is the most Saeed we've gotten pretty much since then, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's that stuff is basically... I mean, to be fair, maybe they realize, like, hey, this episode wasn't that great, so we're just going to kind of 
forget about it. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Hurley's asking people to join him to go fix this van, and everyone's slowly leaving. Um, I kind of think there should have been like the the Scooby Doo sound effect sound effect where everyone runs away yeah. while the camera's just on Jin, and then he looks around and everybody's gone, and there's like a you know puffs of smoke the same size and shape as their bodies mm-hmm. where they were. But um, the way they do it is still pretty funny. And, uh, uh, yeah, Jin has basically volunteered to help with this car, even though he didn't really understand why. Um, Sawyer and Kate are almost back. Kate's saying that if she's where they think they are, uh, that, that they're about five minutes away. Um, Sawyer steps on a dart from the dartboard, which... Um, I, it went. It goes like straight through his boot. Yeah. Um, which I know that they, you know, some darts are actually sharp. Like, but that still is insane. <laughs> Kate, as she pulls it out, tells him that they could start over with a clean slate, and we get a cute little tangent about Sawyer talking about Little House on the Prairie, calling it Little House, and Kate kind of makes fun of him. But uh, it ends with Sawyer kind of just blowing her off and uh, telling her that. You know, there's nothing that they need to have a clean slate for. Although, I will say, I don't... What is she telling... She says that, like, you know, if if you just could apologize or something like that. But what is she having him apologize for? It's unclear. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I don't fully get, like, is it... Is it just for being kind of a prick the last episode? Because he, he was, but it wasn't, like... It didn't feel like it was, like, relationship-ending bad. Yeah. I think this is just their way of being like, ah, there's still going to be tension between them. They're not actually together. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Or it's like, okay, cool. I guess we're still doing this. They uh, they return from the side of the beach that everybody always returns from. And there's a nice montage of everybody, you know, coming together, hugging them. Uh, there's like two people we recognize in the giant group that's uh, greeting them back. Um, yeah. So heartwarming. They're finally yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next flashback, Hurley comes home to just a truly gaudy and disgusting mansion. Like, if you... Okay. I mean, that's... <laughs> I was about to say that it looks basically exactly like my house. But yeah, I guess I guess it's really gaudy. Okay. Um, let, me, let me guess. You think my solid gold statue of Jesus is tacky, too. I wasn't going to say anything, but... Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just it's. I mean, I know that they're yeah. trying to show like he has all this wealth now, but I guess maybe it's his mom just like buying everything too. So. Well, it's also it's two thousand seven, so like this is like before. I think this is maybe the start of people like coming up with like the McMansion term mm. and like realizing how kind of tacky you can be if you're just like rich enough to be able to afford uh more space mm-hmm. than most people yeah it reminds me of Teresa judice's house from real Housewives of new jersey okay yeah <laughs> okay so kind of shocked that you wouldn't know who Teresa judice is but well you know i gotta catch up yeah <laughs> um so he comes home to this ugly mansion uh, mm-hmm. And he is covered in dirt and grime from the explosion and the meteor. And he tries to explain to his mom that uh, Trisha Tanaka is dead because of the meteor. And he's just, I mean, she it's not, uh, it's hard for his mom to follow. 
um, because it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy yes. yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and it she, is something where you kind of got to be like, hey, you need to sit down yeah. for a second so I can tell you about this. <laughs> exactly. Um, she says that it's just a crazy accident, and Hurley tells her that's not an accident at all, and he's cursed, and people are dying because of the numbers. Um, he wants to go back to Australia to learn more about them. And she tells him to stop and slaps him and, uh, says that she can prove that he's not cursed. And she brings him into the next room and there's his dad after 17 years, he came back and Mm -hmm. I guess that's her proof. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She has like just fully misread the situation about whether or not. Uh, Hurley wants him back because mm-hmm. she clearly thinks like Hurley's gonna be like, oh, thank God. Um, yeah. Uh, nice to know that in the 17 years or whatever, he did take off that wig, though. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually an incredible reveal is to find out that just all of these people have been wearing wigs, like, actually on the show as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like them trying to look like hair. Mm-hmm. It's just that Jack, sometimes when he was doing surgeries, wore, uh, that, that demented wig. Um, <laughs> uh, back uh, at the van, Hurley and Jin check it out. They look through everything. They uh, um, they pull Roger out, which is the skeleton that the arm came from. Uh, but they uh, they accidentally knock off his head, um, which I I mean I don't know. This guy seems. This guy is not, like, it's not a skeleton. Like, it's basically, like, a zombie-looking thing. It's, like, he's basically, like, a skeleton covered in beef jerky. Yeah. Is how it looks. And I gotta say, if he hasn't, like, fully decomposed, the inside of that van must smell so So bad. bad. Yeah. They really don't go into it at all. And Hurley, I would expect to be more squeamish. Like, it Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem totally on brand for him to be just, like, oh. Here's the head. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, he's got to he's got to get this van running. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the beach camp, Charlie asks Desmond uh, when he's going to die, and Desmond tries to play it off at first, but eventually it's just like, look, that's not how it works. Uh, I don't know. And Sawyer comes up to accost them about his missing stuff, and they tell him that they drank the bottle of scotch, but with the two of them and Hurley. Which is really just an excuse to have, because otherwise there's no reason Sawyer would have gone to find Hurley and Jen. Um, but I do think it's funny that he's like, I guess going to go, like, he's just going to go out and scold Hurley and then come back. Yeah. Even though there's no way Hurley had more than, like, a shot of that right. scotch as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes, he tracks them down at the van. They're both elated to see him. Hurley gives him a big hug, and he's clearly not expecting it. I mean, Hurley has clearly been, like, wrecked with guilt over the fact that he had to leave them behind. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he's really excited that Sawyer's alive. Uh, Sawyer tells him that Jack got left behind, but Hurley is, like, really optimistic, saying, ah, it doesn't matter, we're gonna get him back, we're gonna get this van working again. And, uh, he says that Sawyer's gonna help them with the van by offering him the beer that they found in the, uh, in the backseat. Um, uh... Meanwhile, on the beach, Kate feel, uh, Kate fills Saeed and Locke in on what happened, um, and she leaves to, saying that she's going to go get help uh, to get Jack back. 
In the next flashback, Hurley and his parents are having dinner. Um, mm -hmm. His mom is bragging about all of the wealth that they have. I mean, um, this is horrendous. Ugh, yeah. A, a solid gold Jesus statue that's basically on a lazy Susan that just yeah. <laughs> turns in a circle. Yeah. And I didn't follow the butler thing, really. I don't... But they have butlers, and she's bragging about that, I, which is... It yeah. was like a, one of those things where it's like, Hurley, like, went... Like, the idea, I guess, is that Hurley went to Bennigan's and was so impressed with the food that he got there uh, that he hired these people, and then now they're their personal chefs. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. To me, the idea of even just having somebody else cook for you like that is uh, so insane. And just standing like a, and like watching you eat and waiting. Yeah, for you, yeah, for that. Command. Yeah, for sure. Once you put it on the plate, maybe just go home. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. You can. You don't have to. I I, I can go get more salt myself if mm -hmm. I want it. Right. Or whatever they're there for. But like, yeah, that's something. That's another thing. I mean, you know, I'm not rich, so maybe there's something I'm really not getting. But like, it's not that. I, like, I get if it was like, hey, I want to like make this world-class meal, I'll hire a chef because I'm having a party or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like that, I totally get. But like the idea of just like, I, I don't want to make myself pot roast tonight, so I guess I'll hire somebody who does that for me every single night. That's wild. That's crazy. I used to work on like a cruise ship that was kind of like higher end. And we would mm -hmm. get people in and you could always tell when it was people who like weren't used to being wealthy because they would be mm -hmm. so much more demanding and like just try to really yeah it it is kind of noticeable like sometimes huh. obviously but just people come with that air like like Hurley's mom sometimes where yeah yeah um she keeps bragging about their wealth and and Hurley remains silent and then his dad asks if something is wrong and Hurley snaps and says that they're all acting like he hasn't been gone for 17 years and he just appeared. And uh, his dad says that he came back because mm -hmm. uh, his mom said that he was in trouble and she confesses that she did and that it was because she was concerned about the numbers um, that he's just been completely obsessive about. And she thought that if he had maybe a manly influence around, that would be good for him. Um Hugo says that he's that his dad is only back for the money, um, but he's just going to get rid of all of it. And he fires the butlers and throws a lot of cash at them. Oof! And mm -hmm. says that he's going to just get rid of all of the assets, all the houses, everything. Um, his mom tells them that that isn't going to happen and that uh, his dad is going to stay with them because she has needs. And mm -hmm. I guess I kind of figured that they would have separated or divorced or something in 17 years, but I guess not. Are they, like, yeah. So there's. She's been holding out. Yep. And. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I will say she the she she was very funny. When she, the whole she thing was very she, funny. Like, she covers the gold Jesus ears and all that. That is a that is a pretty good bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's always so funny. I feel like yeah. every time that she's in the episode, she does something funny. Mm -hmm. um, but this pushes him over the edge, and he tells his dad to leave. Um, 
and that he wants him to go and his mom says no you don't show your dad what you have in the garage and when they go to the garage it's the old Camaro that they worked on together uh, which makes his dad really happy to see but it is upsetting for Hurley so he's not happy yeah um I do like that it's in the exact same state too that mm-hmm. it has been that it was when they left I think that's pretty great um yeah uh, back on the island, they get the van turned over, finally. Sawyer finds some blueprints in the back, which feels like it is like a, um, this is going to come in handy later type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and there's a bunch of like papers and stuff back there. Uh, Hurley tries to start the car, but it doesn't work. Uh, Jin looks at it, but he says he can't fix it. And in the engine is like a bunch of like vines and stuff growing in there. Like, this thing is toast. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. There's no way, no reason this should work. Sawyer basically says, yeah, this isn't going to work. And Hurley kind of gets mad at him for being so pessimistic, too. Uh, His, in the next flashback, his dad wakes him up and tells him to come with him for, for something. And he wants to break the curse for Hurley. So they end up at a psychic shop and do a tarot reading. She can see that he has come into a great deal of money, but it hasn't brought him happiness. He also says that she's seeing numbers and lists all the numbers off, um, which that was too far. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) then, Then she pulls the death card and tells him that death surrounds him and more is coming. Um, she asks for his hands and tells him that there's a curse on him, but it can be removed uh so take off all of your clothes so she can exercise the curse and uh hurley is you know rightfully kind of skeptical but looking around and she starts cracking mm-hmm. eggs into a pot and then hurley stops i think her. that's what did it yeah the i think eggs. he would have been, i actually think he was still kind of on board up until she cracked an egg into a pot yeah that's like all right what is this mm-hmm, that was maybe it um he stops her and asks her if uh, his dad put her up to it. And she says, no, the the dark forces could never be bribed or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Hurley offers her $10,000 to admit otherwise. And she immediately folds and tells him that, uh, yeah, his dad did put her up to it. Um, as Hurley starts to leave, his dad tells him that he was just trying to help. And Hurley asks him, help who? So I thought that was kind of like a funny exchange. It, the ending was a little sad, but going into the yeah. tarot spot and kind of seeing that was a little uh, Well, funny. I mean, our previous psychic experience on the show was like the very like kind of compelling thing of like, did the psychic know that the plane was going to crash when he told Claire to get on it because mm-hmm. of the baby? Um so this, it's kind of fun that it it seems like this is going to be something similar and that it's just like, nope, this lady's just a scam artist. Yeah, back at the van, Sawyer is teaching Jin some words in English. Um, this is one of those things where it's like, I get that they're like, they're trying to show that, you know, Jin is learning more English. But it, it is one of those things where you're like, it must be weird for uh, Daniel Day Kim to be like, Okay, well, I speak perfect English, so yeah. I guess I just have to, like, <laughs> listen to you explain it to me and then say, like, I don't know. I was thinking that, too. Like, it, 
it was a little painful for, to watch for a lot of reasons, not just the sure that yes I could have done without that scene. I think, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Sawyer tosses Hurley a beer, which uh, rolls down a big hill, uh, which gives Hurley an idea. So he runs back to the beach to get Charlie, tells him to quit moping. Um, he slaps him on the face to get him to his senses and talks to him about how bad they need a victory. Um, and this kind of gets Charlie, he snaps him out of his funk that he's been in and Charlie comes with him. And then we get back and now her, Sawyer is teaching Jen how to say, I'm sorry, you were right, those pants don't make you look fat, which I, I will say this about this scene, it looks like they're having a great time doing this, so mm -hmm. I guess I can't. You know, I can't be too mad at it. It is very funny that it's just kind of like um, the most like stale humor ever. Like, yeah. I feel like it's just like such a, um, which that's kind of, uh, uh, that's kind of gone now, right? The, those pants don't make you look fat. I feel like that's not like a real punchline anymore. Um, mm -hmm. We as a society have moved past it. Thank God. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. an Archie Bunker, like. Yes. Exchange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a completely home in that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Hurley uh, tells them that they need to to push the car. Sawyer doesn't want to do it. So he yanks them up and they, they get the car to uh, the top of the hill. So we get our last flashback. Uh, Hurley is packing up to leave for Australia when his dad interrupts them. Uh, he asks if he's really going to Australia because that's a long way to go for some numbers. And Hurley tells him to leave. And his dad tells him that when he heard about the lottery from Hurley's mom, he was on his bike right away. He wanted the money and Hugo was right. Uh, he saw his retirement and he's getting old. Hurley tells him that he's not getting any of the lottery money. And his dad says that... Uh, isn't why he's upstairs talking to him. He's talking to him because he doesn't need to go all the way to Australia to break a curse. He just needs a little hope, and they make their own luck. So basically giving giving him the same pep talk that he did uh, when he left. And yeah. he tells him that he should give away the money, every penny, uh, but to save a little bit for carburetors so they can stay and work on the car together. kind of got me um yeah. yeah i think this is really like this is surprisingly good considering it's cheech marin that's doing it mm -hmm. like it's uh um yeah it's a it's a nice scene <laughs> yeah it's a good performance um mm -hmm. he tells hurley that it's never too late for a fresh start and hurley tells him that he'll send him a postcard from sydney um, so he, he really needs to do this for himself. And his dad tells him that he'll be there when he gets back. But of course he doesn't come back, which makes it sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do we believe yeah. that he would be there when Hurley came back? I think so. I, I think it too. seemed like he was trying to actually reach out. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. Yeah. I, the, um, I mean, you know, obviously this podcast deals in nothing but daddy issues. Mm -hmm. And I would say most of the dads are pretty irredeemable. This guy, I mean, he's not great. Like, the fact that he just left and came back for 17 years and was trying to pal around with Hurley after that is insane. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, certainly not on the level of like Jack's dad or like Jax yeah. or something or like that. Or son's dad, yeah. Um, he, seems, he seems like there could potentially be a good relationship between them mm-hmm. some, somewhere down the line. Hurley reveals that his plan is to get the, the car started. Once they get rolling down the hill, um, Sawyer and Jin tell him not to do it, and Sawyer points out that there's some rocks at the bottom of the hill that he'll he'll get hit uh, and die on those. But Charlie says he's here to ride shotgun, and so Sawyer and Jin push them over the edge, and they go down. Uh, Hurley basically starts the car at the last possible moment, which... I have seen in the, like, complaints or whatever about this episode about, like, how close he was to the rocks and how this wouldn't work. And it's like, yeah, of course this would never work. Like, (laughs) even if the car had been sitting right side up and hadn't been, like, uh, you know, overrun with foliage or whatever, a car that's been sitting there since, like, I think the 70s, right? That's the vibe Mm -hmm. we're getting. uh, Would not just, like, work. Uh, There's no, it doesn't matter what start you get. Like, this would never work, of course. It's Um, so funny that that is what people complain about. I know. <laughs> like, there's yeah. literally but if vines been another, growing out of it. Yeah. If there had been another polar bear in the episode, they would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, and it's, he's like, obviously like at some point, like four feet away from the rocks when they finally starts it. Like they cut it so close for the editing, but uh, it still is a great moment. And as he gets the car started, the radio blasts Shambhala again. They all cheer. I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, after the last episode, or not last, after that last flashback where it kind of gives you a little bit of the, like, that gut punch of, like, him saying, I'll be here when you get back, mm-hmm. and you knowing that he's never going to get back. Um, uh, going straight into this where it's just, like, absolute triumph. Uh, Hurley and Charlie get to roll around on their own, and then Sawyer and Jin come down and meet them, and the it's, it's almost shot like a music video, like... it's just as really like infectious uh i really love this scene it's fun the whole episode i feel like has been good and i um yeah yeah uh it it shows them basically doing donuts in the field because essentially that is all you can do (laughs) with a car that's working uh is that what um, they call it in arizona doing donuts oh what do they yeah what do they call it in uh wherever you're from have we announced it on the show yeah we have in okay, in Minnesota, yeah. it's whipping shitties. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't think we call that. Um, <laughs> no, that's fun. I've never heard that before. It's always fun when you find out that regional stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's the only like mm-hmm. really good Minnesotan <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyways, they're you know whipping shitties out there, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, uh, but it it eventually slows down, goes back to all of them. Uh, the, the music of the Three Dog Night version of Shambhala slows down, but it, it fades into, like, an orchestral version, which is, of course, done by Michael Giacchino, who has done all the music on the show. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this, the music in this is really nice. Uh, this is a really nice cover of it. Um, uh, and they all come back to the beach. Jin gives Sun a flower, which is a cute moment, I guess. It feels like it's framed as, like, the resolution to something but like they didn't have any kind of fight or anything like that so it um uh and then yeah charlie comes back to claire his uh wife slash mom (laughs) whatever's going on there uh sawyer looks around i think for kate but he doesn't see anybody there for him so he just lugs his case of beer to his tent which is i think really all he wants anyways Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, Hurley stays out in the car, uh, a little, uh, as they're all gone. Um, meanwhile, Kate, uh, or later that night, I guess, not meanwhile, because it's at night, uh, Kate finds Saeed and Locke following her in the woods. Uh, Saeed asks why she didn't ask them for help, and she says, well, you don't know where to go anyways, and you're not really motivated. And Locke says, you're wrong. And she says, well, if you're motivated, then why didn't you come again? And he goes, no, 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 not about that. You're right. Which I think is such a funny way to, like, come and help somebody. It's just to be like, yeah, we didn't really care that you were gone. But Also, you're not uh, motivated to get the doctor? Yeah, bring I know. bring the doctor the main, back? Like, uh, no offense to Kate and Sawyer, but he's maybe the main one you want yeah. to bring back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But Locke, Locke says that he thinks that he knows where to go, that he has a compass bearing. And uh, Saeed says, you know, oh, you're just thinking that because of the way the light hit Echo's stick when you buried him. Um, but Locke clearly thinks he's been given a sign from the island. Uh, as they're having this discussion, they start getting a gunfire uh, shot at them. Uh, but Kate says, we're, we're just here to talk. And it turns out it's Rousseau. Uh, Kate asks for help from Rousseau asking uh, for finding the other's camp. And Rousseau says, That's, I don't really want to do that. And so Kate tells her about Alex, about how Alex helped them escape, and says that, yeah, I think she's your daughter. And uh, that's the end of the episode. So I guess it ended on, like, you know, like, oh, next week we're going to have some stuff going down, which I guess is good. I, I'm fine with this episode. If this had ended with Hurley in the van on the in the field, yeah, I think that, that would have been fine, too. For sure. Um, I don't know. I think there's nothing wrong with having an episode like this. And this this kind of stuff is gone now. Like, streaming shows don't have these, uh, which is a bummer, yeah. <laughs> I think. I uh, was sometimes you just need some space. 100%. And it makes me, like, a little irritated that people would get upset about this episode not having any, like, lore to it. Or mm -hmm. any mystery. It, like, there are 23 episode, episodes this mm -hmm. season. Like, there's plenty of time to just have one with a character where we get to uncover yeah. more about it. Like, that's what makes the show fun for me. So I really enjoyed this episode, and I thought it was really good. I hope that we see more well, of it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's 23 episodes. Imagine if each episode had, like, a twist and turn about the story. Yeah. Like, it would be unrecognizable by the end of the season. Exactly. <laughs> like, you would just not even... You wouldn't be watching... They wouldn't be on an island anymore. Mm -hmm. they'd, be, they'd be in they'd space. They'd be on... Like, everyone else would be on... Yeah, yeah they'd be in, Exactly. That's right. Lost in space. Uh, and they'd be the first show to ever do that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, with this bad reception, I guess we can say this episode came in at number 89 on mm, IMDb. Too which low. Which is criminal, I think. Too Way low. too low. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not saying this episode's perfect, but, like, it's just a solid episode of TV. And just based on that alone, it should have been way higher. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, next week is Enter 77, which is a Saeed episode. So that should be fun. We're finally getting something out of this is his first one of the season, which is wild. Mm -hmm. We're 11 episodes in. Um, and I say next week, but actually I should say here. Oh, can we? Um, I just want to add something really quick. Oh, um, yes. The mm -hmm. Enter 77 is what Naveen Andrews uh, entered to be considered for supporting actor uh, for the Emmys. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to be on the lookout for them then. That mm -hmm. should be fun. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I, I genuinely, most of the time when I, like when, when I saw that Trisha Tanaka is dead was coming up, I had a pretty clear image in my mind of what that episode was just because I remembered, you know, the meteor and then, uh, the van and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I can't say that I remember anything about Enter 77 just based on the title. Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked up the synopsis at all. So I'm interested to see what exactly goes down there. Especially if he's submitting it for Emmy consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, as it is getting closer to the holiday season, we're going to take a bit of a break this year. Um, so this episode is coming out at the end of November. And this will be our, our last episode for 2023. Um, we're going to, but we'll be back at the beginning of uh, 2024 in January on our normal release schedule. Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, have a good year, everyone. Have a happy holidays. Happy holidays. Or, you know, you're... Well, which actually... What are we, communists? Let's just say Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah, come on. What are we, Starbucks over here saying happy holidays all the time? That's such a funny thing to get mad about. It's so silly. Um like, nobody's because mad like, when you say Merry Christmas. We're just... Nobody gets mad. Except for the people who think that they're yeah. being persecuted for saying Merry Christmas. Right. I've right. had people get mad at me for um, saying Happy Holidays. Oh, I've seen... I've gotten way mo- more of that. Sometimes I would do that to annoy yeah. people <laughs> where I knew that it was going to, like, set them off or whatever. But I... That's just such a funny thing to be like, I don't know. What's wrong with Happy Holidays? That's... That used to mean Merry Christmas. It's just that at some point someone realized, hey, not literally every human being celebrates mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, but we can't talk about that. Look, and oh, by the way, when this um, podcast comes back, it will be about the war on Christmas yeah. much more than yep. lost. So get ready mm-hmm. for that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can email us, allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at allthebestpods on Twitter. Um you can uh, rate and review our show. Emma, do you have any idea uh, what kind of rating they should be giving us? Um, I'd Like, just how many stars would you say? Mm, how many stars? I would say yeah. I would love to see five. Yeah. Five stars. Okay, cool. So that's, um, that's one star for each tens of thousands of dollars that it would take to fix that van so mm-hmm. it would actually run. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, until uh, until next year uh, get lost, get lost.